This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. The Smuggler Knight. Our story begins in the twin realms of Melina and Mulberia. They were both ruled over by an evil king. The king's full name was His Most High Overlord, King Zadokus Dread, which sounds just about as evil as he was. So, what made him evil? Well, many centuries before, he had invaded the land of Melina, and his army had stolen everything of value and turned what had been sparkling, lush Icelands into a barren desert. Malberia, where the king lived on the other hand, was prosperous from the pillaging, but those in Melina would never ever see the riches. There were many rules for the people of Melina which dictated what they could, and more importantly, could not do. They were not permitted to leave their realm, and he forbade them to trade or travel. It was also forbidden for any person in the land of Melina to keep horses or carry swords. After all, he didn't want them giving any silly ideas that might involve standing up for themselves. After many years, the people forgot what it was like to have anything but the meagrest crops or how it would be to live in warmth and comfort. The people in Malberia didn't give their poorer neighbours much thought. After all, it was forbidden for them to travel across the border themselves, so they couldn't see the true state of affairs. And why would they want to? Malberia was a lush, rich land with almost everyone enjoying good health and wealth. But I'm pleased to say, one person did care. And that was Lord Raymundus the Quiet. He was not just a bit rich, but super rich. He had stables of thousands of thoroughbred horses, fields of plump golden wheat, and an armoury of swords which were the finest in the land. Despite all this, he'd actually taken the time to read some books, and not just the ones the king's stewards handed out. He was shocked to learn of hardships of the Melanian folk, and it troubled him deeply. He became more and more angry at King Zadokus, but what could he do? Well, I'll tell you what he did. He came up with a plan about how he might, just might, be able to do something to put things right. And it was all to do with smuggling. He requested an audience with the king, and at the designated time strutted in boldly, trying his best to look important. Clearing his throat, he began... I wish to sell my crops to the Melina folk. The king laughed out loud. Ha! You know it's forbidden to trade. Which seems to me to be missing a trick, your highness. After all, they have money, not much. But wouldn't it be better that it goes into our coffers and not theirs? The king had a think. This was a good point. All this time he'd been missing the opportunity to make money and he hated not making money. He narrowed his eyes and slowly nodded. All right. Just you for now. I don't want them getting excited and thinking I'm going soft in my old age. Fine chance of that, thought Lord Raimundo. But take only your goods. Nothing else must cross the border. But I'll need to travel on my own horse. It's too heavy for me to carry on my back. The king wasn't best pleased at the idea of this. It had been many years since the poor Melenians had even seen a horse, and he thought it might cause a rumpus. But he did want the gold in his coffers, so he gruffly agreed. And to protect me and my horse, I must take my sword. Well, keep a tight hold on it. Once one of them gets a sword, they might decide to rebel, and we'd have to go and liberate them all over again. Liberate? Lord Raimundo spluttered. 
It was an outright invasion as far as he could tell from the books he'd read. The only thing they'd been liberated from was their houses and livelihoods. But he kept his mouth shut lest the king decide to liberate him from his own head. With an axe. And so it was that the lord was given special permission to cross into Melania with his flower, on his horse and carrying a sword. The border crossing was manned by two unpleasant guards who were called Rolf and Drif. Rolf worked during the day and Drif worked at night. They didn't speak because they didn't like each other very much, or anyone come to that. They were unpleasant because it was their job to stop people doing what they wanted to do, which mainly was to travel out of Melania. Generally speaking, no one actually wanted to go in. So when Lord Raimundo appeared and seemed to want to do this exact thing, Rolf was surprised. Surprised and suspicious. Halt at once! What do you think you're doing? No one must pass! Raimundo handed over the rolled scroll with the royal seal. Special dispensation. Look here, I'm merely selling my flour to get gold coins for the king. It seemed to be in order, but something about the enormous sacks of flour made him squint, and, taking a knife, he cut the string and began to search through the flour, grain by grain. Raimundo sighed, but waited patiently until Rolf had finished, and then retied the sacks once more. All right, you may go, but I've got my eye on you. Lord Raimundo continued on his journey. It was sad to see the state of the country into which he arrived, and it made him even more determined to help the Melanians. He gave the flower away, resolving to give the king some of his own gold in place of the prophet, and returned home at night. He returned the following day, carrying his sword and on horseback, again with two large sacks slung across the horse's rump, and once again Rolf insisted on going through each sack carefully, looking for something suspicious. He had a nose for a smuggler, but as far as he could tell, the sacks contained nothing but flour. This would be the pattern for the next year, and the next year after that. The king was contented with his coin, not realising it was actually from Raimundo's own coffers, and Rolf never ceased to be suspicious, and checked the sacks every day, never finding anything but flour. One day, Rolf and Drif crossed paths when changing shifts, and though they didn't like each other, grunted a greeting. There was flour on the floor from Rolf's morning inspection. Rolf pointed at it and chuckled. Strange fellow. Funny about him having that dispensation from the king, isn't it? What, to sell flour? Not so strange. The king likes his coin, Drift shrugged. No, I mean, permission to ride on a horse and carry a sword. You'd think that'd give them Melanians ideas. Drift looked thoroughly perplexed. What horse and sword? He walks back with his empty flour sacks. He laughed and slapped Rolf's back. I think you've been seeing things. You can't make a horse and a sword just disappear. Or could you? They might have been unpleasant, but Rolf and Drift were not as stupid as they looked, and they had just come to the exact same conclusion and began to look very, very worried. I wonder if you can figure out what had been happening. All right, I'll let you in on the secret, although, as it stands, the cat is well and truly out of the bag for Rolf and Drif, and shortly everyone else. As I said earlier, Lord Raimundo was phenomenally rich, with more stables and more glossy horses than anyone in the realm. He had armories to rival entire nations, and fields and fields of golden wheat, as well as a bunch of other things that aren't really relevant to this story. I mean, he was rich, you get the idea. And what precisely had he done? Well... Every day when Rolf was on guard, he had taken a horse and a sword, and the flower of course, and travelled over the border, where he left the horse with the sword, not forgetting the flower, with one of the residents, who, as you can imagine, 
were absolutely delighted. Later on at night, when Drift was on guard, he would simply stroll back across the border with his empty flower sacks, and because Drift had never seen him with a horse and a, and a sword, he had no idea that nothing was amiss. Every day, he would select another fine horse and gleaming sword and deliver them to Melania, and would smile as Rolf took hours to search through every grain of flour. If only he knew that he was, in fact, smuggling. He was smuggling horses and swords in full view of the guard. So many horses and swords over the days, weeks and months that the Melanians could at last raise an army. And this is what the border guards had realised. Rolf gulped. Drift went white and said, So, are you going to tell the king or am I? It turned out no one needed to tell the king as there was the sound of distant hooves and battle cries and before they knew what was happening a battalion of Melanians on the best horses and brandishing the best swords came galloping over the border. There was no stopping them and the charging horses kept coming and they didn't stop until they got to the palace. King Zadikus Dread had not had to fight anyone for decades and so his soldiers were no match for the lean Melanians and the element of surprise certainly helped. Zadikus couldn't have been more surprised if the horses had started talking. It was the start of a change for the Twin Realms. Now the people could talk to their neighbours, they learned the true hardship that they had had to endure, and Zadikus found himself thrown in a cell. You can't take away my freedom! He yelled as he was taken away. The irony of this wasn't lost on anyone and no one felt very sorry. In time, the two realms would choose a new leader, none other than Raymond, who became King Raymond the Peacemaker, and the borders were pulled down. People could move freely, on foot or on horseback, and they could even carry a sword if they chose, even though in these new peaceful times, no one ever did, and it's safe to say everyone truly did live happily ever after. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 